0: ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways.
1: We are currently in the series, The Story of Jesus. If you like this podcast, share with your family and friends.
0: All right. Thank you for joining me today. Um, You know, I'm going to start a little different. Uh, Let's do a little roll call. Uh, Who's with me today? Oh, my goodness.
1: I'm back, guys. What's your name again? I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, you're so dramatic. Kyla. It's Kyla Kyla.
0: Walker. All right. Oh, there's Pastor Tom. All right. So we got Pastor Tom. Padre's here. And who else we got? The drummer, also known as Chris. (laughs) There we go. All right. So we will be uh, talking through the podcast today, but just a little icebreaker here. Um, How many of you are coffee drinkers? Everybody here. Everybody, obviously. You guys have a favorite coffee drink Mm -hmm. that you get daily. Uh, Well, you
1: know what? I'm glad you asked. Okay. This is actually i I, am I'm gonna go
0: first. I have i (laughs) am I'm gonna go go first. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Put the boxing gloves down. All right. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) let's talk about this because this
1: has been a family situation.
0: Uh
2: Okay.
1: I live with mother and father. Of course. (laughs) And we, mom and I drink. (laughs) Mom and I drink Starbucks. And we ran out, so we've been having to drink Padres.
3: Oh, no, 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 no. That was just on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh,
1: let me tell you what he Ma- bought. It was the McDonald's brand. Yeah, what is it yeah, called? Yeah. McCafe. Yeah. It's I mean, like drinking water. Does <laughs> do you even drink coffee?
3: You, I I like Dunkin donuts. I don't like Starbucks.
1: You, I'm going to tell you. You've been drinking Mick Cafe uh, well, at home. Oh, hey, it's hey, terrible. Listen,
3: listen, the economy is struggling. I had to I, do ever the prices are up. I took what was on sale.
1: I had to do an emergency <laughs> Target visit I don't have yesterday. your money. And the Starbucks ended up costing me, like, i am a poor preacher. You drink
3: what you <laughs> got to you do. It. Yo, listen, it's your you can, fault. Okay. I drink leftover coffee. <laughs> All
0: right. Well. Uh,
3: this edition. Now um, that
0: we got that out of it, like, Chris, do you have a favorite coffee drink that <laughs> No <you>? one cares.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No. Are you For, here, Chris? Uh, you? Yeah. I, I I, gotta, this is not entertaining. Do you do I'm just going to sit back and watch. Um. I feel like we need security in here. Um, it's funny. For some reason, everyone assumes I drink a lot of coffee, probably because I'm hyper. Um, but actually, the I don't like Starbucks. I don't like It was like a simple question. Does. What
3: is your favorite coffee? The this only, is not a lecture. Wait.
2: Do you drink McDonald's? Because if this
1: leads back to he drinks McDonald's. I used McDonald's. to. I used to.
3: Um, it's funny that you mentioned sale because
2: I found one in uh, Winn-Dixie a long time ago. It's like in a carton pre-made vanilla iced coffee. Just simple vanilla iced coffee. It's like five bucks for I think like a hundred ounces. It's the best coffee I've ever wow. had, so I buy that on a regular basis. There you
1: go, Dan. It's your future. It's like
2: I, five I don't, or six bucks. I don't drink
0: cold coffee. What oh, do you drink, yeah. Eric? Um, I just drink um, whatever we have. You know, I See, I, I make know. I make the coffee in the morning, grind it up, and before Avery wakes oh, you up, you grind
1: it. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah,
0: we do like the whole bean coffee, grind it up, get it ready, and <sighs> I'm but if living... I if I'm, if I'm out like in the um, in, in town, like I do like a vanilla iced coffee. It's like my Go to an afternoon drink or an ice matcha. You guys I'm like living with matcha? the
3: wrong family member, reason, apparently. And with like a... that, we'd like to close our podcast. time's <laughs> <that's laughs>
2: all used <you laughs> up. There we go. Eric, I, I, I pictured you as like a boba tea guy. I don't know why. Oh, well, oh. Just,
0: yeah. I haven't. No. No. No.
2: Okay. no right. <laughs> um, all right, I don't so
0: picture that. <laughs> let's go into the sermon today. So Pastor Wade gave the sermon, and uh, talking through, we're continuing in our sermon series, The Story of Jesus, uh, going through a little bit of Isaiah today. And, you know, we'll just start off with, you know, the first verse that he went through um, in Isaiah. Can,
3: can I just get a little more of a explanation of how we got here? Go ahead.
1: We would I mean, love for you to do it. <laughs> <Go> so <ahead. laughs>
3: this series began uh, with Pastor Freddie uh, about four weeks ago, right? And he talked about uh, he introduced this whole idea of Jesus in the Old Testament, and we we're supposed to look for evidence of Jesus in the, Old in the Old Testament. And part of the challenge was is read through the Old Testament in 2024, looking for Christ in the different situations. And so I went. I built on what uh, uh, Freddie said, and I, I said we need to look for the appearances of Christ, the Christophanies. Of, of when Christ appears in human or angelic form, we we talked about the Angel of the Lord. Then we last week we talked about typology, how, how Christ appears uh, represented in ple- people, places, and things. And then today was all about prophecy. And uh, Pastor Wade took a look at one scripture, and then he jumped into a bunch of other ones to show how Christ is in there. So that's just so it gets everybody up to date on what we're doing. Now it's, you can be in charge again. <laughs> no, very good. Any questions that you have? <laughs> um, no,
0: but no. I, I I think this has been an interesting series because um, you know we've we've gone through it and been able to look at things uh, a little bit differently. I've definitely learned a lot. Even you know last last week going through the what's it called the typ- Typo- typology typologies. Okay, and so um, yeah, so starting on um, Isaiah six uh, verse one in the year. That King Uzziah died, um, so th- he he starts off with that. Can you you know anybody have a little bit of background here, kind of going into who Uzziah was and
3: why is that important?
1: Anybody, as in Padre. the preacher, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Uzziah was a good king. That was a series of uh, of uh, good and bad kings, and when there was a good king, everything went well. God was blessed. When his bad king, the other way. Uzziah was followed by one of the worst kings of all time, Ahaz, and his wife Jezebel. So uh, he went from righteous to, uh, you know, below unrighteous. So uh, that's basically it. And you can go back and read the story of Uzziah. Okay. Maybe we should do that now. You want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple chapters. <laughs> Well, well that's your, I that's think your that homework.
1: what was interesting about that is it, it sets it up, but you know, how um Pastor Wade set set it up was that, you know, hey, when this really good king died, then the prophecy came. Like so it was after something really hard, um, for the, you know, the country, um, then we see something good, what the future holds. So even though, you know, this badness is happening, that this is the future. So be hopeful in it.
0: Yeah. And so, you know that that's like he he gave us two big ideas. You know, the first one being the problem with earthly kings, and you know I think we can transpose that into you know now who who are we looking for as you know an earthly king that we have in our own lives and our own culture? Um, you know, we can you know elevate that to you know different um, you know celebrities or different um, presidents or different people that are in in power um but there there's obviously a problem with earthly kings and you know we tried to you know try to fill that void that we have but you know there's only one true king that is going to uh fill that for us and so um did anything come to mind with that he gave us that big idea of the earthly kings anything come to mind with uh
2: when he talked about that a little bit I know the thing that stuck out is he made the point that um the people kept asking for a king and God is basically like I- For lack of better words, are you sure you want that? This isn't really the way I have for you. But they kept saying this is what we think is best for us. And I kind of made that parallel with uh, just a lot of the culture today of um, even if we're in the word, even if we're accountable to other people, it can be really easy to fall into the trap of we know what's best for us in our minds um, as long as it lines up with the word or however I want it to line up with the word for some people. Um, then that, that's exactly what God must have in store for me. And that was just a good physical example of they kept saying, we want a king. And he made the point on stage today of God's like, I don't think you want that king. No, no, we do. Uh, okay, if that's, I'll give you what you ask for. And when he said that phrase that stuck to me of, um, even though God is all knowing, he gives us choice. And if we want something bad, if we keep asking for it and don't seek the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, he'll often give us what we ask for, even though it may not be best for us, just to show us that he knows what is best for us. Anything else come to mind
3: there? I think it's true. I mean, I, I, I liked how he he brought that whole thought of giving us what we— God doesn't want what—we don't listen to God. And so we think we know better than God. We know what we want. And when God doesn't give that to us, we get upset. But when he does give it to us, then we pay the consequences for it. But I did have a question. You said God is all-knowing. He gives us what he—God he is, all, is all-knowing. He gives us what we— uh, Want even though he knows bad's bad for us, and yet he's sovereign. How do you measure that? How do you how do you fix that? Ooh, wow,
2: that's a tough one. Um, I'm a very simple guy. Sometimes the really really deep questions, I keep it really simple in my brain. Is it shows us how much he loves us. The fact that he gives us free will and a choice to begin with, with our own salvation, and so he also does that often with our choices. Because if it was just a one and done, you get saved and you magically have everything go perfect for you. What's the point of an ongoing relationship with the Lord? And so it's a constant learning, a constant lifelong relationship of learning how to walk like Christ. And so quite often, just like a child, you don't immediately, uh, you know, no, 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 this isn't what you want. I, I've told you this before. This is what you're going to have because I know it's best for you, you know, really dramatic. Um, you sometimes, they'll, you, te- you try to teach them right, but they'll keep asking for the wrong thing. And as long as you know that, that they'll be okay through it, sometimes you'll just let them get a small taste of, okay, if this is what you really want, I'll let you see. And let you see the consequences after. I think
3: that's a great answer. Only thing I would add is ultimately God is somehow even takes us with our free will and gets us get and accomplishes his greater purpose, not only for us, but for his larger plan. And so you, you're very good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whew. Chris
2: nervous. Chris, you're going to give a sermon up there next, right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I would talk so fast. People would think I'm
0: the machine guy up there. It would not work. <laughs> Okay, and then um, so then he he goes into the the second point of the promise and the prophecies regarding the the true king, and he goes into the verse talking about you know a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse from the roots of a branch, uh, and the branch will bear fruit. Now, uh, can we can we uh, tie that from last week? Would that be the branch be a typology of a thing relating to Jesus? Is that a correct way to look at it?
1: Well, yes, okay. it is. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just to give everyone like a little backstory here. About ten minutes ago, I I was telling Padre. I was like, you know, I, I don't really fully understand this stump of Jesse all these years in church, and I don't I don't get it. You don't so listen. I <laughs> taught you about I, that when uh, you were six. No, no. Okay. So the stump Jesse is David's Padre, correct? Killing it so Currently, far. Yeah, so okay. far you know. Um so uh Jesse is uh so it's it's basically basically the lineage of uh King David. So it shows like how after um you know basically it's done the Solomon the shoot, Solomon. Solomon. Oh yeah, Solomon shows up. <laughs> Got it, killed it. Did I explain it?
3: No. Kinda.
1: <laughs> so it's the lineage of
3: Christ. It, yes, it's a typology of Christ. Okay. Very good. Anything
0: else you want to cross those t's and dot those i's with that Chris? point?
2: <laughs> no, honestly, you nailed it. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting too because with the Old Testament, I'm um, I'm trying to go through and read that as well, and I'm I'm in uh, uh Exodus right now, and it's interesting how often, we, especially when you're younger in your faith, you get to the parts of the Old Testament where it just feels so long and drawn out because there's so many this person of this person. But it actually is super interesting and important when you do try to make these references to actually go back um, and see the different lineage and how the promises that are made by God will carry through all the way. And when, like you said about Jesse Stump, this this goes back to promises that were made beforehand.
3: And and, and uh, Pastor Steve, by, by the way, uh, I'm Pastor Steve, Pastor Wade, which by the way, he did it. If you awesome. haven't listened to the oh, message, yeah. you need to listen to the message. one of the best. I mean, the guy always delivers, makes uh-huh. me so jealous. Um, but he goes through, and he, and he does what uh, we are hoping to show through this whole series is Christ through the Bible. He just took looked at Isaiah, like I looked at Genesis last week for typology. He looked at Isaiah, and he gave gave all these prophecies of the coming Messiah, because yeah. his subject was the prophecies. And then he ta- talked about one of them being the shoot of David. But his bottom line was that the promise that God had made, he's going to keep.
1: keep, yeah.
3: God never forgets his promise. And by the way, that's when Christmas Eve is going to be about. So we're, we're going to kind of go to Micah, and we're going to uh, unofficially uh, continue the series one more week. So in Micah, we see... A little
1: inside scoop.
3: little inside scoop. There you go. But how God never forgets his promises, which is really encouraging to us if we realize that if God could do that 500, 500 years, that's what Pastor Wade said, 500 years before Christ, Isaiah said this. And... Can you imagine that 500 years of waiting? Yeah, I mean, I've been waiting to, for you to move out of the, ho- move out of the house for 18 months.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been that long, guys. No, but, <laughs>
3: you, but you don't you don't remember your promises. You, you broke your just, promises. Uh, I, it's, you know, it's just a small detail.
2: I believe he said it was, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he said it was Isaiah 52 where he, he went into a lot of those prophecies, if I remember right. So if you guys want to look into that, it's there or around there. Well, he, had
3: 50, okay. he mentioned 52, he mentioned 60, 61. Okay. Isaiah eleven. He mentioned a bunch of okay. them.
2: Gotcha. I only caught
3: the. First and then, one. then he went through that list about. And I have it in front of me. Eve, the promises from Eve. I will crush the head. Noah, I will hold back judgment. Abraham, make you in my nation. Moses, deliver my people from slavery. Deborah, I'll bring justice. Ruth, I'll bring redemption. Esther, I'll bring salvation. And then Isaiah.
1: And I love that because it is just um, almost backing up what I, Isaiah said. So this whole message is about Isaiah and what he, you know, prophesied over. The future, but really, it's all these other people had had a part in, it. and ultimately, all what he said was it was the same message, just different different stories, different times, but it was all the same outcome that led you back to the Messiah.
3: Which takes us to the whole premise of the series that the right. whole of the Bible either points to Jesus, or speaks about Jesus, or looks back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's looking forward to looking back. So it's all about this one character. And I said last week that I really think that when God walked with Adam and Eve in the garden, it was Christ. Mm. It was the Messiah. It was Jesus. Mm. Yeah, I, I think about that timeline a lot, because
0: when we think about that 500 years between, you know, where I, Isaiah and then where Jesus come in, and even the people that were following Jesus the closest then— they were all getting it wrong. And so they kind of had this vision of what Jesus would come to do to overthrow the government. And, you know, uh, this is what he, he it looked like he was going to do kind of thing. And I just think of, you know, when, you know, the second coming, Jesus come again, like, what what are we going to get wrong as far as, you know, things that even if we're following him, him as much as we, we think, I feel like that there's still going to be, you know, it's not going to look the same way as what we, we think a lot. And so, that's a question that I kind of wrestle with, because how do we make sure that we're following you know what God has promised? what how are we, you know, clinging to the word, making sure that we you know fully comprehend it and are are studying it when, like I said, the the people that were following the closest were were getting it wrong. Anybody have those share those same questions?
2: Well, actually, I, I wrote down a point that he made that wasn't exactly with that uh, in today's message, but I think it relates to it is he made the comment that we judge by what we see or hear, and that's not what the real judgment's going to be like at the end because God has this amazing ability to see exactly what's in our heart. It's not always about the actions. And to your point, I know we've said it in podcasts in the past, which you should go check out in the library if you (laughs) haven't yet. Um, Plug. But Mm -hmm. uh, we go back, and um, it's very apparent that a lot of times in our culture we like to put Jesus in a box. And it's not just a catchy phrase. It's it's something that we often do. To your point, we'll take – sometimes little bits of the Bible and we either choose not to read the rest or we just don't yet understand the rest. And so this is what it's going to look like when Jesus comes back. It's going to be this type of trumpet. It's going to sound like this. It's going to be all these things. Um, And we have to be careful to always line it up with the word and make sure that anything we're choosing to believe is backed up by the word uh,
3: because it it has to be. Well, here's here's my thought is that's where grace comes in because when it all – we can read the word – and um, oftentimes, only only understand a part of it, or we think we understand it, and then there's about 20 different people that disagree with us on it. And I think when we get to whatever heaven will be, because I don't. I think when you read Revelation, you are reading about when 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 Revelation 2021 20, starts to describe heaven. It's uh, it is. Um, a human trying to describe the indescribable. And so whatever heaven's going to look like, I know Christ will be the center of it. And the only way that we're going to get there is through grace because I'm never going to fully understand it. So um, I don't know how we got there, but (laughs) that's where we are. Well, perfect. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I think that also, I mean, it kind of goes back to that judgment. I mean, he, you know, in the message he said, you know, he's going to judge righteously and it kind of led to that, like you said, that last part of Isaiah where it talks about kind of how he's, you know, from, you know, how he's going to remake creation and make it beautiful. So the wolf will live with the lamb. And, the, you know, it all kind of ties back into the, the, uh, uh, the last scripture.
3: And I, I, I liked how he reminded me. And, I you know, I would either never got it or forgotten it. how, how that scripture starts. It says the wolf will lie down with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf with the lion— and then a little child will lead them and a little yeah. child was Christ
2: mm-hmm.
3: and uh i thought that was a a great and a great um uh reminder of how this all comes back to the manger mm-hmm. and and the, what we're looking for is not a recreation of what we have but the i'm sorry not a not a, not not i a, uh, what, what what did you say um
1: Oh, like the end, like
3: the. God's gonna redo we, we, yeah, it. But, yeah, yeah, but but uh, uh, from my study, God, God is going to God is going to restore the earth to what He intended. Right. The, we we are coming. We're going back to the garden, mm-hmm. where, where that perfect place that God always intended for His for humanity to to dwell in. We don't know how long before Adam and Eve sinned, but I think that's what we're looking for: the the, the garden of Eden again.
1: And that's when he said, you know, what does this have to do with Christmas? And it's all about the peace. It's not, it's all led back to, you know, it, peace is a person. It's not a technique. It's not a thing. It's the person. So. Yeah. With that, we're done. No, <laughs> <laughs> no
0: I, I, I think that's, you know, a great message for this time of year. A lot of people, you know, have anxiety is a lot of people have, you know, busy schedules going through with the holidays coming up. Um, But yeah, how, how do we really truly embrace peace and uh, his presence through this? And, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, I think looks maybe a little bit different for everybody, but um, I, you know, when, when he did talk at the end, you know, where two or more are gathered, I think that a huge part of that can just be getting in community, you know, showing up for, you know, the, the services, getting with, you know, family, getting with, with friends, a lot of that can, can help that with that piece. Cause I think that when, you know, like you said, when two or more are gathered, you're going to, you're going to have, um, God's presence come there. And so that is how you can kind of embrace that peace. You know, you don't have to do all these, you know, breathing techniques, these, mm-hmm. you know, supplements, all this stuff, like it, a lot of it can boil down to just that. And so, um, Anything else come to mind at the end there where he was talking through peace and anxieties, things like that?
2: Um, He actually said this earlier in the message, but I feel like it's tied to it. Um, He made the point that uh, he was talking about how Isaiah is an entire book that has a lot of like lost disappointment, a lot of things like that tied in. And he made the comment that just has been sticking with me since the first service is that you have to embrace the bad news before you can accept the good news. And of course, if you take it at a high level in simplicity, that can mean salvation. In order to actually accept Christ, you have to understand why you need him. Um, But I kind of tie that into, like you said, Pastor Tom, about grace. Um, Sometimes you have to kind of be reminded of just how tough things can be, how unexpected things can be, the fact that we're in a fallen world. And when you keep turning back and understanding how much that you need the Lord and not, again, not just a one and done, I get my get out of jail free card once I get saved— how much you need him on an ongoing basis, and you need that grace, and you need to strive to be closer to him when you understand why you need him so badly. Um, and, and going back to your point earlier, um, what, as a sovereign Lord, why does he let you fall? I think sometimes when you're allowed to fall, it reminds
3: you how much you need him. Yeah. So that's what kind of stuck to me. When, I, when he got to this uh, toward the end, we talked about peace. He talked about peace being a person, not all the stuff you talked about earlier, Kyla. Um, but he had then, then he gave a, a visual that that, um, uh, that I think I'll always keep. Now, Long Doggers is, for those listening, <laughs> our Long Doggers is a hot dog slash uh, casual food restaurant near us, but they're, they're known for their hot dogs. Never had one, but I heard they're good. <laughs> anyway, he said, what if Jesus was coming to Long Doggers today? You would cancel appointments. You would, uh, you would rework your schedule. You would uh, delete some stuff going on in your life because you'd want to be there to, uh, to uh, see him, and for him to see you eye to eye. Not that God doesn't already see us, but whole idea. And what I would add to that, I think even people that are agnostic or um, uncertain uh, even denying Christ, the, the God's existence, they would rearrange our schedule just to go see if they're who this one that the Christians claim is the Messiah. So this Christmas, maybe while well, we got a week, we should rethink our schedule and find some time to go find Jesus. However, that would be going to a Christmas service or going to God's word, Long whatever doggers. it would be. What's that? Long doggers. Long doggers, <laughs> there you go.
1: Well, I mean, he did say right at the end, maybe you've said, hey, I, I've never felt God that way. I, you know, it's just, I've never felt close. I've never felt his presence. And maybe this is the opportunity this week um, as we're trying to wrap the presence and do all the things, um, like you said, you know, go seek Jesus. And you when you actually seek you'll be surprised whenever you, you actually can feel his presence around you.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he, he said it today and I, I, you know, share that feeling as well when you the know, worship team's up there and you can just, you know, feel, feel something different in the room. Like it's like, it's just, it's like a tangible, like, you know, mm-hmm. feeling that you can get. And I, I've, I felt it, you know, with the amazing worship team that we have here. And, um, you know, it's something that I think that, when you're seeing other people worship, when you're seeing other people come together and just a plug for the, you know, Christmas services, uh, obviously, uh, what is it? It's uh Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve Eve. Correct? Christmas
3: Eve Eve and the evening at seven, five mm-hmm. and seven and yeah. Christmas Eve morning, which is Sunday morning, nine and 11. So yeah. five and seven on the 23rd. And on the 24th, it's 5 and 9 and 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 11 11 (laughs) a.m. Should we redo it?
1: (laughs) Did you guys get that? Go
0: to the website, (laughs) cpchurch.net. Well, um, yeah. Anything else
2: uh, to uh, wrap wrap us up today? I would just say, to quote Pastor Wade, if you've missed the person, you've missed the point. So make sure whether it's here at one of our services, if you're out of town visiting family and you can go to one of their services, find somebody who you think needs to meet Jesus in person. um, Because... He'll certainly be here. He'll certainly be wherever people are coming together to worship. Bring somebody who needs to have uh, that closeness and that experience, and to come across Jesus, whether it's for the first time or perhaps they just simply need him at the season in life. He said, "He said that." If you miss the, if you miss the, the, re- <laughs> if, if the person, you miss the point. <laughs> if you miss per- I missed that whole thing. <laughs> he
1: missed the point. Uh,
2: all right. We'll see you next week. Have a good one.